hello and welcome back to another episode, believe it or not, of She Existed. It's been a while, <laughs> over a year, I think, actually, and a lot has happened. Um, I started a couple of new jobs. I wrote a book about being a married expat called The Expat Marriage Guidebook, if you're curious. And I also made a graphic novel about the myth of Echo and Narcissus. Um, I used Midjourney to create the images for that. Kind of a long story, but basically, I had this concept for a graphic novel years and years ago. I was going to co-create it with someone. They dropped out. I have no artistic talent, so I figured it would just never happen. And then I realized when I was becoming really interested in AI, because, I mean, who isn't these days, um, that maybe this was a chance to bring this to life and learn a little bit more about AI. So um, highly recommend doing something like that. I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be an entire graphic novel, but literally just like using AI is helpful for understanding it. And I think uh, there's a lot of fear around that now. So understanding knowledge is good, is good for combating fear. Um, but this is not a podcast about AI. <laughs> this is uh, She Existed. So yeah, uh, a lot has happened in the last year. Other things, uh, Adam and I traveled a lot. We spent a month of 2023 in Southeast Asia, a month in the US, a month in Ireland, and we're only halfway through the year so far. Um, but today's episode is not about doing things. Today's episode is actually kind of about not doing things and uh, the maybe okayness with that? So today I'm going to talk to you about Dorothy Wilde, who is commonly called Dolly Wilde, who absolutely did exist. You know, sometimes I talk about women who uh, may or may not have existed in history and mythology and legend, uh, but she definitely did. She was born in 1895 to one Willie Wilde. <laughs> what a name, am I right? Um, he just so happened to be the brother of, and you may have guessed this already, Oscar Wilde, the Oscar Wilde, uh, the famed Irish playwright uh, and novelist, obviously. He, he wrote things. He wrote great things. I'm a big, big fan. Now, Dolly didn't know her uncle personally, but apparently she idolized him, which, like, uh, yeah, I get it. She herself was a very quirky character from day one. According to a friend of hers in Paris, when she was young, she would, quote, take lumps of sugar, dip them in her pretty mother Lily's perfume, and eat them. Gross, but kind of poetically beautiful at the same time. Dolly had two things in common with her famous uncle, a singularly witty literary talent and homosexuality. Oh, and uh, bad luck. So I guess three things in common, uh, because if you weren't aware, Oscar Wilde had a really rough go of it, being imprisoned and exiled for being gay, and he eventually died with very little money or support to his name. And spoiler alert, Dolly doesn't really fare much better. However, before we get to the doom and gloom part, let's talk about some of the more fun points of Dolly's life. As her friend Janet Flanner wrote, she was, quote, like a character out of a book, like someone one had become familiar with by reading, rather than by knowing. In 1914, Dolly moved to Paris to drive an ambulance during World War I, at which point she had an affair with a fellow ambulance driver who was no less than Standard Oil heiress Marion Jo Carstairs. Fun fact, Marion would later go on to become a speedboat racer, 
badass, right? I mean, I really love stories from this era. It was kind of an early time in modernity that women were really pushing the boundaries of what they could do um, publicly as well as privately. Um, yeah, super cool stuff. I bet Marion Carsters would make a great, great episode, maybe another time. Dolly is also said to have propositioned Zelda Fitzgerald, and Scott was none too happy about that. I guess he also apparently wrote her into one of his books as this, like, seductress lesbian, but then deleted it from the final draft of the book. But um, anyway, that was kind of fun. Um, And Dolly also had an affair with Russian-American actress Ala Nazimova. In fact, Dolly was pretty infamous for what she called her emergency seductions, which, from what I can tell, were basically her very unhealthy ways of coping with emotional trauma by getting into a new pair of pants, or rather, skirts. Apparently, Dolly loved being attractive to both men and women, but herself only really felt drawn to women. And to that end, uh, her longest-running relationship was with Natalie Barney, who I will absolutely be doing an episode on at some point. She had a wild life. Um, But for the purposes of this episode, Natalie was an American writer who ran one of the most famous French literary salons of her day. It's also thanks to their correspondence that we have some evidence of Dolly's supposed way with words. Uh, From one letter, a quote that I really liked from her was, I am a darting trout, shifting, glancing, and flashing my iridescent tail in a hundred pleasant pools. So Dolly sounds like the kind of person it would have been simultaneously thrilling and infuriating to be friends with. Though her family did have some money from her stepfather, she often relied on her friends and extended network to support her, which was actually another thing she shared with her uncle, who was a very infamous borrower but not usually a returner, (laughs) and I think Dolly was the same. Unfortunately, Dolly also had a pension for all kinds of excesses, including drugs and alcohol. Apparently one time, she even injected herself in the thigh at a dinner party, which feels like a very bold move. Uh, She died in 1941. There was actually no cause of death listed, but it was very possibly of a drug overdose. Another possibility is that she died of breast cancer, which she'd been diagnosed with a few years earlier, but for which she refused surgery, preferring instead to undertake some alternative treatments that probably were not that effective. Okay, so uh, here we have a drug-addicted socialite who basically relied on those around her for her physical and mental health, and who apparently squandered all of the talents she was born with. So what? Why am I bothering to write about her? Why bring a spotlight to this person. I mean, I think we all probably have some connection with people that we consider very privileged and lax and not living up to their potential. And indeed, uh, Dolly's biographer, Joan Shankar, which is actually where I've gotten most of these quotes and information from, it's actually a really lovely book. I would, I would definitely recommend taking a look. It's called Truly Wild, and uh, Joan did a really great job of bringing everything to life and including really interesting details, and she even got to speak with some people uh, who actually knew Dolly, because um, obviously this was not that far in the distant past, although of course everyone she spoke with was quite old when she got to them, but still, very interesting. Again, that's Truly Wild by Joan Shankar. But anyway, Joan says the following about Dolly, quote, Dolly Wilde was one of the beautiful losers, 
a legendarily gifted speaker whose talent was large, whose expression was private, and whose friends, lovers, and enemies all ended by wringing their respective hands over her squandered gifts and lost opportunities. I mean, boo-hoo, right? Kind of sounds like a poor little privileged girl situation. And yet, I've been very intrigued by Dolly Wilde from the first time I read about her maybe a year or two ago now, actually. She's kind of stuck in my mind. And I think it's because of this one very specific question I've spent a lot of time thinking about. To whom do we owe our talents? Did Dolly owe the world a play or a novel, simply because she probably would have written a great one? Her family certainly thought she would, her mother having told Oscar that Dolly had a fair share of the family brains, and her grandmother stating that she would, quote, most certainly write books. I don't know that I know the answer to this question, and frankly, without having a full literary work from Dolly, it's hard to say if she actually had these talents, or if they were merely ascribed to her. There are indeed many, many examples of Dolly being compared to her uncle Oscar, both physically and personally. Once she attended a ball dressed as her uncle and was said to be, quote, looking both important and earnest, haha, and she herself claimed that, I am more like Oscar than Oscar himself. Furthermore, even her most important love affair that I was talking about with Natalie Barney was likely at least somewhat based on Barney's fascination with Oscar Wilde, whom she'd met as a little child and maintained connections with throughout his life. I think the question of whether or not the existence of a talent demands its use is highly dependent on cultural context. I'd imagine in more communally-based societies, the answer would be that yes, one should utilize one's skills in service to the broader group. But for myself, coming from a Western cultural perspective, I can't help but wonder, was Dolly happy? Would writing have made her any happier? Would her life have been worth more if there was, so to speak, something to show for it? We are all of us making our way through the difficulties of life, and there is something in me that recoils at the thought of pitying or even scoffing at Dolly because she never got her act together to write. I pity her because she was so obviously born into a set of high expectations and was so clearly unwell and unhappy. She attempted suicide more than once. It makes me think of possibly the most impactful thing my dad ever said to me, which I'm sure he didn't think twice about at the time. I was planning to quit my very prestigious job at Carnegie Hall because I was miserable, but the only work I had lined up was as a barista in a local coffee shop. I was so nervous to tell him this news because I was sure he'd be disappointed in me, but he just said, all you have to do is pay your own bills and be happy as far as I'm concerned. He had faith in me, faith I'd figure out a path for myself, and I did, but I'm not sure I would have without that kind of support. And that's the kind of support it doesn't sound like Dolly really had. So I guess that's the takeaway for me for this episode. We're remembering Dolly Wilde not because she was Oscar Wilde's niece, nor for the supposed talents she supposedly squandered, but simply because she existed. And that's enough. 